strong. Hi, good afternoon, and welcome to Funny Minds. I'm your host, Lynn B., and my co-host. Edward Best. Hello, and Cam. today, we have a very interesting man on, and uh, he spent 45 years of his life as a lawyer and then took this journey that he loves so much into music, three albums, and probably still going strong, Mr. Tim Ty. Hi, Tim. How are you? Can you hear us? Tim, can you hear us? Uh, I don't think he could hear us. Tim, can you hear us? Can you hear us? <laughs> Send him a message. We can't, we can't hear you. Oh boy, I can't help him from here. Send him, send him a, a message. <laughs> so we can't hear him. <clears throat> we can't hear you. This is just not our week. <laughs> uh, Tim, we can't hear you. Can't hear you. Maybe. I don't know. I see him. Yeah, we see him. He probably doesn't have his. Yeah, I see his his audio is off. You see his microphone. That's because I was just trying something. Oh, do you have it muted? Then we can't hear you. We can't hear you. Did you send him a message? I did. <laughs> no boy. See, <laughs> it's on his end. It's not ours. No, I know. I know. We can't hear you. I wish they had like a ch a chat feature in here so that you could. Send I do. Chat. I do have chat, but I don't know what it does if I hit it. Mm. I feel bad. Can't hear you. He doesn't know what's wrong. Yeah. Uh, what a shame. Let's see what chat does. Show chat previews now. Um, 
Oh boy. Damn. Damn. I don't know what to do. Does he have a phone number on there? Oh, did I? Can you hear me now? Oh, there now we, we go. Can hear you. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> awesome. Welcome Sorry to Good Minds. I'm your host, Lindy, and my co-host Edward Best. And today we have on um, a young man who spent uh, 45 years as a lawyer and gave that up for a dream and traveled into the world of music. He's dropped three albums, and his name is Tim Ty, and we're so happy to have you on the, on the show today, Tim. Thank you. Glad to be here. So Thanks. tell us, from a lawyer to a musician, how did you get there? What you know? What? Well, I'm still I'm still a little above. Uh, okay. Yeah, I still I still practice law a little bit because. Yeah, I like to have a place to live and food and stuff. Okay. <laughs> 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 um, but yeah, like I suppose most people in my situation, I started playing guitar when I was a teenager. Uh, played in some garage bands. Um, started writing when I was a teenager. Uh, started out with, which I think is common, a lot of song parodies. Because I had more confidence in the lyrics than I did in the in the music. Mm -hmm. And after a while, I decided, you know, try try writing a few tunes, and yeah, you know, I've been I've been doing that my whole life. Okay, and and what type of law do you practice? It's mostly transactional stuff now, like uh, real estate, uh, estate planning, that kind of thing. What did you used to do? Uh, I did a lot of trial work early in my career. Ah, oh, okay. Got to a point where I was tired of that, and fortunately, I had I had other skill sets, and uh, I concentrated on those. And uh, it really frees up your schedule, um, which makes it a lot easier to pursue other things. So, do you travel? Are you traveling with your music? Do you have a, you know people behind you, or is it just you? Or well, it's it's me and a kind of a, a, a rotating sort of cadre of other musicians uh, a lot of them are in town some are, are some of them are in other parts of the united states uh when covid came along it it became really impossible to go into a studio mm -hmm. so i'd already kind of worked on a network of people um so that we could record in our our in our own studios yeah uh -huh. it's an easy thing to just you know kind of work on one layer at a time and then Put it all together. Are you using um, uh, Tim? Are you using Pro Tools or any any specific software? Um, I use uh, Studio One quite a bit. ProSonus uh, that seems to have gained a lot of traction mm -hmm. uh, because, as you guys probably know, for years it was Pro Tools and then everything else. Yeah, uh, and uh, a lot of people have gone to uh, well, to some extent, uh, cheaper software. And also maybe um, a little more user friendly. Yeah, that I think that's the biggest trick uh, is user friendly. I, I had uh, I'm a longtime musician as well, and I've worked with a gentleman uh, in my last uh, band that we toured with doing Queen. Uh, but he was a Pro Tools 
engineer, like he was a Pro Tools master. He, he did yeah. master classes. So it's one thing to sit down and watch him on a Pro Tools system like it's nothing. But it's far from user-friendly. It took him many years to even get to that point. So it's good to see that there's newer software out there that's, that you know, more click and play and get it done rather than have to take a, a four-year college course on that. You know? When I started, started recording it in the studio, I thought this is going to be great because I'm going to learn so much about about recording. And then I'd watch my engineer; uh, he's fabulous, mm-hmm. and you know he'd be he'd be changing stuff as we were recording, and he was making changes all the time. Uh-huh. I think absolutely nothing. Because <laughs> yeah, he was he was working so fast that I mean I was I was entranced by by what he could do, but. When I walk away from that, from that, I, I, I really know. I'm just honestly, it's it's like it's like having an IT person sit in your chair and go, "Move, get out of my way!" Yep, and click, right. click, 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 point, click, 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 and you're like, "What? Oh my god!" <laughs> I know. I call myself uh, IT for dummies because I'm just like you have to sit and show me things, and maybe you have to show me about twenty times, and then when I get the hang of it, they change everything. You know, <laughs> I'm like, what's going on here? I just did this like yesterday and now it's different. I don't know. Well, where am I? What am I doing? <laughs> Tim, go ahead. I was going to ask you, you know, from a musical aspect, you know, who, who are your, you know, some of the big influences, uh, you know, musically, guitar wise, uh, you know, that got you stirred up when you were young, got you into it. Uh, Chuck Berry. Mm-hmm. And then Chuck Berry. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, obviously, to me, he was the one that he kind of changed rock, rock and roll. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, he invented what's probably the most famous lick of all time. Oh yeah, and then he he actually started bringing more content to the lyrics. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was something that really changed. I love Little Richard. Don't get me wrong, but there's 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 no like. Uh, allegories in there there's no uh there's no deeper thoughts it's just it's just raw power which i love but all of a sudden now we've got a guy that can both rock and be a poet and i think that paved the way for you know everything that is now popular music yeah absolutely now that the trick question is did you have the chuck berry moves um uh, if I did, I wanted to use a real cheap guitar, so when I fell over, I wasn't. <laughs> Get us put your four thousand dollar Gibson ES to the side on this one, and and uh, absolutely, that's great. That's great to hear, and and um, it's hard, you know, to make that, you know, when you're in a, a serious profession like law. And, you know, I have some friends that, you know, we have one we were just talking to that was a, a friend of ours on the show who's a, an attorney, was a judge, and also a professional comedian. <clears throat> you know, so such a it's such a balancing act because you have passion, obviously, in two different areas. Uh, but to try and squeeze that all in, especially if you have a relationship or family, children, stuff like that. Yeah, uh, my, my, my relationship ended in about 2016 after 39 years uh, and 39 years and uh i have to tell you it was very motivating <laughs> um there there's uh 
There's there's nothing like you know heartbreak, breakup, uh, the prospect of finding new love, finding right. new love. Talk talk about, talk about a mine that you can just uh, you can pull gold out of almost uh, you know infinitely. So well, I, I mean, throughout time, most songs <laughs> are written over heartbreak, new love. You know, the prospect. Well, that's true. That's true. It's uh, all about. It's all music is all about emotion. 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 So, yeah. Exactly right. I think that uh, you know when you listen to a song, you know it can be it can be a happy emotion, it can be a sad emotion, but if if, if you're not connecting. At some level, other than just a bunch of noise, hey. I don't think you've succeeded. Although you might be able to convince a lot of people that you have succeeded and still be a star. Hey. Well, I have to say that you know I like all kinds of music, but I do have to say that I can find emotion in Metallica, in Queen, in I'm not I'm not too big on Ozzy, but. Um, I'm sure he's somewhere along the line. He's got, if you can understand him, he's got some emotion in there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm sure Sharon finds it, but. Um... Why closed captioning was invented. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and, and stage teleprompters. <laughs> right. <laughs> but I do, you know, I do. I, I, the only thing I can't, I can't get into because I don't understand what they're saying is rap. You know, it maybe if they they talked really slow, which that's not going to happen because that takes away from their music. I might be understand be able to understand what they're saying. I might not agree with what they're saying, but um, I I just can't understand it. So I, I don't listen to it. I don't get into it. Um, well, when I'm you know when I when I'm trying to judge the merits of the song, the first thing I say to myself is. Could this be played just on an acoustic guitar mm-hmm. or on a piano, and you would still have something? Mm-hmm. I just can't do that with rap. Yeah, no. <laughs> you know, you can you can do it even even with traditional R and B and soul, and you can still slow it down. Yeah, and you've still got a great song. Um, so I heard I heard a kid on one of those. You know, you've got talent type shows, mm-hmm. and and he hadn't just had a guitar, and he was playing Bruce Springsteen's "Dancing in the Dark" uh, as an acoustic, and it was just like, it, it was unbelievable. I mean, you could see people tearing up. Oh, yeah. yeah. There you got a good song, no band, no nothing. Right. Stevie. Right. And all you got is this kid, and it was amazing because of the song, and he was yeah. a very yeah. I know. I watch. I watched like um, the uh, what was Blake on the Choice? No, no, the Voice. The Voice, and some of the people on there, kids that came out with guitars. You're right. Some of them did um, had no backup and and did the music, and they sounded absolutely incredible. You know, really incredible. They had beautiful voices and their their tone and just the way they handled themselves and played the guitar and their stage presence was just really really good well we were talking the other day with uh that guest uh and we mentioned uh, one tim that i'm sure you you would appreciate is someone like james taylor sure you know who would just step out there on stage 
by himself with an acoustic and own own you for right. however right. long he chose to stay on stage, you know. And you could really hear the true melody and 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 the song and how he wrote it, and it's just amazing. And also too, like artists like Elton John. That Simon and Garfunkel didn't they do a lot of acoustic stuff too? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but they were what really stood out to me besides their songwriting was their harmonies. They had such a unique right. harmony skill set. Do you sing with other people? Well, I try to sing. Uh, that's not my. Uh, it's not my long suit. Okay. Like the, on the on the new uh, new album, I think I'm. I, I do three vocals. Okay. And, uh, and I. I am forever grateful to the talent of my engineer uh, who gets in there and cleans it up. Smooths it up a little it, bit. It makes you sound like a million bucks. <laughs> yeah, it makes me sound like I, you know, I could hit every note. <laughs> yeah, really? <laughs> God bless auto-tune. <laughs> I, I went to one of my son's shows and my friends said, aren't you getting get on stage and sing with your son. I said, those days are long past. I said, if I sing now, redogging this neighborhood's going to howl, so that's not going to happen. I'll sing to myself. So, Tim, you, you, you went through, obviously, the breakup in 16, and and that obviously that just inspired you in many ways to, to really write probably a lot of great stuff. Have you uh, found yourself a new love? Uh... I'm working on it. Working on it? Yeah. <laughs> That's what we all say. And uh, we waste our money on dating sites with people are <laughs> real. <laughs> I know I have. I could I could retire if it weren't for dating sites, but <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Dating sites are a whole different ballgame. I'm I'm fortunate. I mean, I've been married twenty three years and, and uh so my, my, I never had to go through a dating site, but obviously you know people who have, and, and uh, you see the, the level of frustration and the level of deception. Oh, you know, it's, a, a lot it's of, incredible. A lot of these people aren't real, especially right. if, it's a, if it's a man looking for a woman. They stack the site full of gorgeous women, and most of them are not real. Yeah. Like false uh, accounts. Yeah, it's almost like a subculture. Yeah, it's like a bot, you know, or something. I I don't know. I don't know. Or, or you get, like, you look at it from a man's perspective. I look at it from a woman's perspective. And, uh, you know, so you, you say hello. You talk a little bit. You know, they could be right off the bat, like, uh, you know, so when are we going to bed? It's like never, <laughs> like, you know. <laughs> or you go up to them and and then they might be nice and you talk some more and talk some more and you get your number because, I, I I mean, if, if you're going to talk to me, talk to me. I'm not, I'm not sitting on this site forever. And then it doesn't take that long for the same thing. And it's like, can't we just be friends first? Can we be, be, be friends and, and know each other first before anything else? So. That's my perspective as a woman. I don't know what your perspective as a man is. Well, it's 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 slightly different. The the going to bed thing isn't as big an issue as so. Uh, when do you want to get married? Oh get God! Married? <laughs> or like, uh, 
gosh, I can't believe I've been divorced five years and I'm not married. I'm thinking, yeah, I don't know that we need to go any further with this. Because yeah, right, exactly. I'm not, exactly. I'm not saying I'd never get remarried, but when someone right out of the right out of the shoot says, mm-hmm. "So, what do you think about getting remarried?" <laughs> it's a little early for that conversation, like maybe a year or two early. Yeah, actually, well, for me, never. I, I don't want to remarry. <laughs> I just, you know. I I broke, there, done with, that. I broke up with a guy that I had an on and off relationship for nine years because he was so intent on getting married. I said, well, go buy a ring. Go buy a ring, put it on your finger, pretend. You know, I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to get remarried. Well, I don't understand what the big deal is, you know? <laughs> That's funny. I hear you. I hear you. And there's all kinds out there. So you can take all of that and put it into your music. <laughs> you know, well, find good. some way. Yeah, yeah. A lot of it. There, there are so many songs, especially on the on the last album, that they w- would never have been written if if you know my my life had, had gone down a different path. So yeah, I've got, yeah. I, I've got yeah. people for. So yeah, everything happens for a reason in life. I mean, I'm sorry that you know your marriage didn't work out. But I'm happy that you were able to use the um, situation to further your career in music. <laughs> I'm trying to put this very delicately. Well, it's also it's also it's also very therapeutic. I think as anybody who creates anything does, there's a there's a you know you could get all Freudian on this, but in reality, is there's something about being able to take what's going on in your life and you know you create something kind of helps make sense of it. Sure. Right. Right. And it's also, and it's also very fulfilling as an artist when someone, anyone says, like, I felt that way or I've mm-hmm. been, mm-hmm. you know, I, I get it. And, you know, cause you know, ultimately, I guess you, you create, you create for yourself, you, you know, it, it, it has its own value, but it's awful nice to be appreciated. Sure. Well, you're telling us you're telling a story, uh, you know, whether it's a, a sad story or a happy story, but everybody's going to identify with that. Yeah, that's why music is so universal because everybody ha- can identify with everything that you're talking about, you know, in one way, shape, or form. Yeah, I, I don't and think it, I've ever written. This, I don't think I've ever written a song where someone listened and said, "Well, like." That could never happen, or mm-hmm. well, that's just that's just not realistic. I mean, unless I'm writing about like aliens going from space or something. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, that's true. Happen, but... then, then the men in the little white coats are going to come for you. Then, and there's, there's more inspiration, <laughs> <laughs> or the government's going to come and hide you. Oh uh, yeah, oh, there's that's <laughs> that could happen, <laughs> right? These days. But uh, what? It's true. Like sometimes, you know, music. Music is everything to me. So I, I just my life is music, and sometimes I'll be driving. I love driving by myself, um, in my own mind, in my own world, and a song come on will remind me of something, a happy memory in my life. But then something will come on that reminds me of of a sad part in my life, and then I always keep tissues because you know I'm dabbing. Under the eyes, you know, so music can be very intense for some people, for other people, 
it, it's just a form of entertainment. And um, for other people, it's their life making it, you know, and I can really appreciate because I don't have um, musical talent. Uh, yeah, any musical <laughs> talent. Yeah, thank you, Eddie. Thank, thank you for like yeah, she you can't know, even play the spoon. Filling in that, yeah, <laughs> I can't. Even, well, maybe a tambourine I could hit, you know, or maybe. or those maracas I could shake, you know. For, any ounce of musical talent that she might have had, she passed along to me. Yes, <laughs> and only me. <laughs> <laughs> that I did. That I did. Tim, tell me some of your. Uh, what are some of your favorite guitars? This is this is where I. This is my my forte because I know you probably have some fantastic guitars. Um, my favorite guitar is a Martin D eighteen that my dad got me when I was young. Mm. And that's a long time ago. Mm. And I've probably written at least ninety five percent of my material on that guitar. Yeah, even stuff that's eventually going to play, be played on electrics, I still typically start on that Martin. So sure. that's that's a good one. I've got a um, uh, a Roger McGuinn yeah. uh, limited edition Rickenbacker. Oh wow! Uh, I think there's a thousand made, and it's it's a fabulous guitar. Uh, it's one of those. I, I don't collect guitars. I buy them to play, but that one kind of has a it kind of has a place to itself. Uh, up out of the way. You don't. You don't. You re, honestly, you really don't see the Rickenbackers too much uh, anymore. I see more Rickenbacker basses than I do guitars. Um, so that is they're unique. They're great guitars, but as you probably know, that the neck is very is very thin. <laughs> and fortunately, I have long, thin fingers. But a, a lot of people, like if you watch McGuinn, he'll play like an E chord or an A chord with only two fingers. Because you can't get all three in there. Yeah, so yeah. It, it, it's, you know, for a lot of people, it's kind of tough, but it's got a great sound to it. Uh, got a couple Telecasters. The Telecaster is sort of my go-to electric guitar. Um, I kind of like, I like I, I like kind of like twangy country. Sure. Uh, in a lot of trouble. So. And then you hit a home run with those tellies. They they are fantastic. I played a... um a telly, uh, an F hole. It was a semi hollow had it had an F hole in it. And it was something about that telly that just, it had such a different tone to it. Uh, even when not plugged in, just if you just pulled it off the rack and played it. And I really liked that one. That was, that was a fantastic guitar. Yeah. They got, you know, I like the tone. And of course the, uh, I like the radius of the neck. I mean, there's mm -hmm. all, there's all those things that, uh, you know, you can't, you can't really quantify them, but you know, when you, you know, you've got one of those instruments that you really, you don't want to let go of. It's all about how it feels and how it's, how it feels to you and how it sounds to you, you know, right. for whatever reason. There's certain guitars I pick up. I used to have a, a Gibson uh, Flying V and the same thing. I have bigger hands and, and uh, it had this little tiny skinny neck. And I, I, and I love the guitar, but I was thinking to myself, how did Jimi Hendrix play these things? <laughs> He had some pretty lanky fingers too, well, but uh, long fingers, Eddie. No, I do. I I know, yeah. but that's there's certain guitars where they have these little teeny tiny necks. Mm -hmm. But then you go to a Les Paul, gives Les Paul, amazing. I don't know. You have an awful lot of guitars hanging up there in your in in your music room, so I don't know. <laughs> I wouldn't know one from the other. 
All I remember is the one that you wanted with all the lips on it. So, <laughs> and that's a long time ago. That's the eighties, Tim. I know, Mom. That one. Birthday. I want. And he sends me this picture of this guitar, and it's got all pink lips, black guitar, all pink lips. And I'm like, but, it, but it's not, it wasn't the way it was supposed to come out, Tim. You, 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 you know ESP guitars, correct? Yeah, sure, I heard them. Well. I grew up in New Jersey and, and I, you know, when I was in college, I worked at a music store and I was in with the people from ESP. So they came out with, I was a big fan of George Lynch and, and George Lynch was playing ESPs and they had this kamikaze guitar that they built him. But I, I wanted that guitar, but I wanted a different design on it that was not supposed to be black with pink flaming lips. Well, that's it was supposed to be, it was supposed to be something else, but I waited so long for this guitar. And when it finally came in, I was like, the hell with it i'm just gonna go get it and i when i opened that case and i seen that i was like wow how am i gonna how am i gonna put this on and get on stage I, but i did it <laughs> <laughs> but I, I don't know if tim if you're like me i get i have guitars and i play them for a long time and then i get bored and then i get something else and then you know do you do, kind of do that yourself a little bit yeah but I, and i also have them in a rotation <laughs> um you know one of one of the Benefits of being single is I think I have like four guitars in my bedroom. Oh yeah, so, you know I'll, I'll pick one up in the middle of the night and start playing something. And then after a while I'll go I you know I'll, I'll take one back down to the music room, bring another one up. <laughs> and, uh, you know because you know different instruments do tend to inspire. And there's yeah. something uh, there's something about just the the tone of an instrument, the feel of it. You know you. you you get an idea you might not have with another another instrument. Sure. Are are you using uh, what are you using as far as your amps? I've got a uh, I've got a Fender uh, Twin Reverb. Oh yeah, those classic. Those yeah, are great. I just love it. Um, I've got a, a a Vox Valvetronics, which was one of the earlier modeling amps, and it's basically an AC30 with some transistors. But it's it's good. It's good because you could dial in a lot of extra stuff that you typically can't uh, yeah. on, a, on a regular amp. So those are, those are fantastic. And Vox is quality. Yeah, I've always liked that sound. So those those are the, the, the two that I, I use the most. Those are fantastic. Are you doing a lot of, when, when you're recording? Do you do a lot of plug-ins? Is your engineer plugging you in and using some of the... the, the um, the patches that they have on his system. Yeah. We use a little little bit of everything. I mean, a we, bit still, of everything. We, we still, on an electric guitar, <laughs> well, on everything, you know, we mic the amp or we mic the guitar. Um, you know, sometimes the bass, we, we can just put that right into the board. You know, it's, that, that usually works, but for a guitar, you, know, you just don't, you don't get the right sound unless it's actually coming out of the amp. Yeah. So what is your... What does your future look like for you? Are you writing more songs? Um, I'm always writing. Okay. You know, I'm trying to. You know, I'm trying to. Uh, you know, kind of market the. You know, the latest release as much as I can. Okay. And of course, that's a. You know, that can be a thankless task, but. Um, you know, you've got to. If you're going to do anything creative, you've got to believe in yourself. No. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Well, you have, you have, let me, let me read it. You have the dark stretch of road, a few good years, and your latest release is Last Hope of the Modern World. 
Yeah, last tote for the modern world. Yeah. For the what? For the modern world. Okay. Yeah. So what is the last hope for the modern world? What would you what would you say is the last hope for all of us? Well, the the song I had that title for the album a long time ago. It's just one of those things that came to me randomly. I can't tell you like how I thought it up, but okay. I thought it was thought it was a good title because it was it, it was a little mysterious. <laughs> because just as you asked, what is the last hope for the modern world? And I, I had not written a song with that. We were starting to finish the project up, and someone said, "So your stuff's kind of dark. I think we need another upbeat song." So I'm thinking about the title because it could go a lot of different ways. And so the song is actually "Loves the Last Hope for the Modern World." So that one, and it's a very, uh, you know, it's it's a very upbeat song. Uh, I think. I'm glad we did it because that's great. We track tracked the album, and I I can't imagine starting the album with any other track. Mm. Is could, it on? Can I find it on Spotify? You can no. find it on all streaming services, um, and I found that the easiest way to find it is actually to type in the title "Last Hope for the Modern World," and it tends to get you to. Oh, it it'll just bring me into whatever. The first service is okay. We we'll have to listen to that. Absolutely, that sounds interesting. It's so, so funny because you could have went in a different direction with that title. You could, it could have been something like crazy political or, you know. So that 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 was a good. Twist. Yeah, but nobody wants to hear anything about. No, no, definitely music. not. But I'm just saying. From when Except for title, when Adam Sandler sings it, you know, that's different. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the, the lyrics to this song are there, there's a there's sort of a I don't know. A subtle political aspect to it, but it's not—it's it, not taking a side. Mm-hmm. It, it's just saying, "Look, things are things are tough all over," which they usually are. Yeah, um, <laughs> what period you're living in, and so it, it's—you know—it's—it's it's not a new—it's uh, not a new idea. I mean, all you need is love. I mean, mm-hmm. but I—I th- I feel like I found a maybe just a slightly different approach. That that's what you're doing. It's like they said, you know, Shakespeare created all the plots that will ever be you know, ever be thought of. Uh, right. Just about just doing different kind of riffs on this, mm-hmm. and songwriting is a lot like that. It's it's hard to come up, but it's possible to come up with an idea that absolutely has never been covered before by anybody. No, there's there's, there's yeah only only so many things that you can write about. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's the that's the challenge. That's the challenge. Well, as the satisfaction is going, okay, you know, despite the millions and millions and millions of songs that have probably been written about this topic, I think I might have come up with something a little interesting. Sure. Okay, that's good. <clears throat> that and that and uh, also too, with whatever specific melody you put behind it, alters it and makes it makes it your own and and. Uh, that that is a rewarding part of the process, and it is obviously a lot more challenging than people would think. I happen to be stuck in the sixties, seventies, and eighties, so when I listen to music, I'm usually listening to that nothing new, uh, unless I get in one of my daughter's cars, and then I have to listen to some junk, or they might have Adele on, and that you know I can deal with that, but. Um, 
you know, I don't really, I don't, don't really go out there and listen to really newer music. Um, but I am going to try. I'm going to not try. I am going to listen to music to see what it's like. And, um, I'm not a big country girl, but there's certain country that I do like. And I love Blake Shelton. So anything he does is fine. <laughs> I mean, there's a fair amount of country on, on, on all of the albums. Um, I'm not a huge fan of modern country. You know, I'm more of a Johnny Cash, you know, type, Tammy Whitehead, George Jones type. <laughs> uh, and I've been, you know, everybody's got an opinion, but I, I've gotten some criticism that that some of my, my country stuff doesn't sound contemporary. Well, like you, I, I don't listen to a lot of contemporary radio, so I don't even know what they're talking about. Right, exactly, exactly. And, and I'm not... I just can't imagine sitting down and going, okay, I'm going to write a song just like this guy over here. I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to see if I can write something in his style. You know, you're, you're right. What you feel, at least that's, that's what I do. Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, we try to, of course, uh, make certain adjustments in the production process because a lot of stuff that, that I've recorded, you know, you could go like country maybe, or you could more, go more in a rock direction. Okay. Yeah, you have to make decisions. And I have a lot of very helpful, talented people that work with me on these projects. And I'm very, very open. Country is a strange genre these days because yeah. it has come full circle. Um, obviously, you have the, the big rush uh, of all these talented writers and musicians going to Nashville um, and a lot of people writing songs for people, a lot of publishing going on. And, right. uh, but then there's a lot of the crossover with country now going a little bit more mainstream, a little bit more poppy backup dancers, <laughs> like the whole, right, you know, right. and so country has gone in so many different directions that, you know, it's, it's, I think it's cool that you're sticking with, what you what you grew up what liking you, and loving, yeah. Keep yeah, I just think you like it. I don't want to make anything that's too slick, mm -hmm. you know. Because obviously, with with you know modern production uh, values, I mean, you can you can you can do anything you want. You know, you can have layer and layer and layers down. Sure. At some point, you can. Yeah, you know, it's like like Dylan said, a song's an experience. And like worrying too much about the lyrics and what they mean could easily ruin the experience. And so that's really what you're, I mean, you got to start with good material, but you know, trying, trying to worry about what everything means, whether it makes sense. I've got, I've got songs I've written where I don't think the lyrics make much sense at all, but nobody's ever said anything. As long as they make, as long as they make sense to you, that's all that matters. Well, well, you know, you know I guess my hope is that they, they're sure that they're, that they make sense. They just haven't figured it out yet. Good. Well, good. Then that means they have to listen to it more and more. <laughs> yeah. So, how have your albums done? I mean, oh, you know, sell a few here, sell a few there. Um, that I figure, you know, Jimmy Buffett's first album only sold three hundred copies. I don't, I don't think I'm gonna, you know, I don't think. Yeah, ever be. Not Jimmy you know, Buffett. compare yourself to Jimmy Buffett. <laughs> but um, as you know, I mean, so many people had just 
you know, one you know, failure after another. Uh, right. It's not unusual for people to have hundreds and hundreds of rejections. Right. So you, you've got to you got to take that into consideration. A lot of people look like overnight successes. Really, have been doing it for a very long time. Yep. You just didn't even know they were doing it. They, oh, and and sometimes you just like you're on podcasts and stuff like that, and you know we put you on, and there might be, there might be just one producer out there happens to look and say, "Wow, you know, let me listen to his music. Well, I really like this. Let me get let me get in touch with this person. I could use it. You know what I mean? You never know. You never know what's going what to happen. What I was would love is for someone else to record something that I wrote. Um, that's validation that they liked it enough to record. Right. Yeah. That's good. I would love to hear someone else's approach. <laughs> you know, I, 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 I wouldn't expect them to, you know, just do, do a carbon copy. I guess we don't use the word carbon copy anymore. So no one knows what that means. But <laughs> I wouldn't want to. <laughs> we do. I understand. Yeah, you and I do. Uh, but yeah, I wouldn't want someone to just, uh, you know, try to copy it. I'd be fascinated to hear, you know, what... Uh, Let them put their own spin on it. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Well, you could see even um, people like uh, Tim, like Dolly Parton. Now, Dolly Parton obviously was very well known for being a performer and a singer, but also a writer, and she's written a lot of songs for other people. Yeah. And it's pretty cool when you hear the, what those other people, how they've interpreted that song and how they recorded it and how they put it out there. And like you said, that's, I'm sure she probably sat back and went, wow, that might not have been my approach, but it sounds right. fantastic. Exactly. You know? and it's, exactly. not, it's not hurting the bank account either. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. I don't think her bank account would hurt at all for anything. I like Reba. Reba's going to be on The Voice this year. Reba McIntyre, she really cracks me up. She doesn't care. She says what she has to say. She sings what she wants to sing. She does her own thing, and I guess she can because who she is. But I do like her. I like you, her a lot. Tim, do you do any? Uh, do you do any slide work at all? I do not do any slide work. Just one of those things. I never. Uh, uh, just, you know, I've got a slide, but that doesn't take me a slice guitar. Slide work is. Uh, it's it's like finger picking. You know, it's like a specialty. Like. You right. really could dive into that and get into all the open tunings and how it sounds best and dobro guitars and different approaches. It's just like finger picking when you hear someone play the banjo or play bluegrass on guitar. Right. And you watch their finger picking techniques, which blows my mind. Anybody who, you know, who is that proficient at finger picking is, is mind blowing to me. Yeah. But I always like listening to a good slide player. I do too. I've got a couple of, couple of things we've recorded. Uh, have slides on them and mm -hmm. they're very they're very effective uh, yeah um, i found it i found a guy who could play slide really well and that's super cool yeah this way when you want to when you want to throw it in there if it makes sense you got someone who could bang it out real quick and do it nice and clean yeah yeah that's fantastic so you're probably sitting on uh, how many how many songs right now that are probably just waiting to be touched you got a nice book of uh stuff that's uh, i've got lots of inventory yeah lots of inventory 
I know I, I know it's usually practice that you, you get ideas and you start jotting them down and you start working on them and then you kind of put them to bed for a little while. Oh, and yeah. Then, they're, they're, then you revisit it. And then you come back. And then you get some new inspiration and you go, oh, wait, let me go in a different direction with this. Uh, you know, I would have to think that you got a pretty thick book of uh, ideas going. I do. It's funny. When I started Dark Stretch back in 2009, I thought I had all the songs lined up that I wanted to record. And... But I kept writing. Mm -hmm. the, the recording process was actually inspiring in its own way. Sure. So I'm, I'm thinking that over half of the songs got written for the project. And, and others just, you know, I said, well, they were good, but I don't think they're as good as these. And so, yeah, there's 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 plenty there. And that's, that's pretty common, you know, for uh, artists once they hit the studio and, and bam, you know sitting around goofing around with a riff or a lick and, and someone says, Hey, that sounds pretty good. Keep that going. And, and next thing you know, you bang out two quick songs that you didn't even intend to do. And I'm, well, sure, I'm sure there's things that, you know, um, you find every day to jot down notes on because you have no honey do list anymore. So, you know, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> today I'm going to write a song. <laughs> so I'm sure things really grab you where you just write down notes and then put things together and stuff like that. And, you know, I've been very fortunate to have to find some really good singers. And sometimes when I'm working with a particular singer, it occurs to me that typically it's been female that I, I'll bet you they could sing a song like this. And, and then I'll start thinking about a song that I think would really, would really work for them. That's kind of fun. That's okay. fantastic. So tell us now where everybody can find you. Um, all streaming services. Um, I have a website, uh, www.midnightskymusic.com. Uh, I think an awful lot of the materials right there on the website. Um, on YouTube, I've got everything on there, so I think it's it's pretty easy to uh, to find my stuff. to find your stuff. Mm -hmm. And for okay. the listeners listeners out there, it's Tim Ty T Y E T Y E T Y E. That my email is t t y e five three at gmail. I welcome comments, questions, anything. And and somebody look at my music and see if you want to produce it. <laughs> you know, yeah, I, I'm open to I'm open to anything. You're open to anything right now. Okay. And Tim, are you are are you still up in Ohio? I am Dayton. Dayton. So now, what would that would now? Are you a are you a sports fan? Are you a football fan? Uh, you know, Bengals. Ah, uh, you go Bengals. Okay. We got, yeah, well, it's either Bengals or Browns. But we're we're a lot, Browns. A lot closer to Cincinnati. Okay. I've had the, I, I've actually gotten the chance to come through Cincinnati and, and do some shows up there. Um, it's interesting. You know, I didn't realize until I traveled and, and toured how much corn we have in, in the country. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because yeah. we, we'd start off at like Nashville and then go from Nashville through Kentucky and Indiana around, you know, through Ohio, you know, Chicago area, yeah. make your way around. And you would drive for literal hours and just see corn. And I was like, where's the people? I'm in the middle of this country. There's nothing but corn. 
<laughs> but Ohio, Ohio is fantastic. Lord. Good people. You do. But uh, yeah, Ohio is a fantastic place. You know, I, I didn't realize how many people uh, until I moved to Tampa. I've been to Tampa for like 23 years. And I never met more people from Ohio than here in Florida. It's like the whole state just emptied out and came down here. But uh, good, good state, good city, good people up there. That's fantastic. Yeah, we got we got a very very sort of vibrant music community, mm-hmm. um, and a lot of people they're doing their own stuff. Uh, you know, I don't know. I mean, you played in bar bands, cover bands, whatever. You you realize that a lot of the time when you say now we're going to do one of our originals, everyone goes to the bathroom. Yeah, that's why they get a drink, right? <laughs> we, to the bar. But we have venues where basically, you know, original material is encouraged. Yes. Uh, and that's, you know, that's good. Y- yeah, absolutely. And that's absolutely. very good. That's very good for you. Because it is yeah. a different type of scene. There are a lot of cover bands and the cover bands get paid X amount of money. You get tribute bands getting X amount of money. And so you have a lot of people that are, you know, that's their expectations when they go out to a club. So, you know, you need more venues that will promote original music i'm naughty i like to to sit up front and i like to just throw out like you know can you play this can you play that can how about this how about that yeah and that drives and that drives every musician and i drive them crazy yes because it's people like you that yell out free bird yes before every song (laughs) and then we have you escorted out (laughs) i told i told um um, Frank, he's got to learn Annie for me next time I come to see his band. <laughs> he's got a friend that he used to play with here when he was still in Jersey. And now he's out with a band again. So I told him that I wanted this Bon Jovi song. So when I went to see him, he knew I was coming. So he sang it for me. So now I'm asking him to learn Annie because I love Annie. Yeah, he opened up that can of worms. So I know. That's why I like doing the tribute stuff, Tim, because... That's all you did. Someone like my mother could not be in the front row asking me to play anything other than Queen. Well, yeah, <laughs> but if you're playing Queen and there's a so I love Queen. I mean, it's like I want to hear such and such from Queen, you know. Or if you're doing Crew, you know, Home Sweet Home. If you don't play that for me, then you want your money. Don't back. come home. Ouch. <laughs> <laughs> Let's put it that way. <laughs> well, thank God you're in Jersey and I'm in Tampa. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but I'm coming down. I'll be there soon. Come visit. <laughs> well, I want everybody to go out and, and find Tim Ty and yes. get get a hold of this music, crank it up, and uh, do your best Chuck Berry impersonation. A little air guitar. We could, That's legal. You, that's get air, legal. you get air guitar Chuck <laughs> Berry. I did it as a kid. <laughs> with a tennis racket yeah, sure. <laughs> that's all you need that's all you need that's funny i, I have uh you know back hey, you've been day, playing you've been playing guitar since you're five years old so i yeah. know but still you when you when you you get so excited as a kid that like, when i heard aerosmith for toys in the attic for the first time and i remember my buddy and i just playing air guitar on a tennis racket to toys in the attic <laughs> just good times Good. Well, Tim, it's been an honor to have you on the show, and I really hope that 
you know, uh, we can be of help to you in some way when we, when, you know, the show airs. And I have a lot of groups, uh, musical groups that, um, I'm involved with that. I send out, you know, all of my episodes to, if it happens to be a musician. So hopefully, you know, somewhere along the line, you never know somebody. Yeah, but might... now you're, now you're in trouble because he's also an attorney. And if you don't come through with this, he can sue you. No, he can't. I didn't sign any contracts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's the least of your worries. <laughs> right. And I'll make sure if I ever uh, get a ch an opportunity to get back up to uh, Ohio area, I'm, I'll track you down and we'll. Uh, That'd be great. Join you for a session. Yeah, you can pull out your tennis rackets and play. We'll get our. <laughs> yeah. don't, don't make as many mistakes that way. No, and it always stays in tune. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> it's a lot less expensive than a Les Paul too. <laughs> That's true. Well, fans, it's another episode, and I hope you enjoyed um, meeting Tim, and I want you to listen to his music. And don't forget, we're funnyminds.com. And ladies, he is single. And, and ladies, he is single. Ladies is single. in Ohio don't single want to success. get married. He is single. <laughs> and uh, if you go on our website, funnyminds.com, we have a store with silly little stuff, like I have my Funny Minds shirt on today. And... Um, we also have two organizations that we're very involved with, and that's Women's Breast Cancer and St. Jude's Children's Hospital. So when you're on the site, you'll see a big purple button. And if you are so inclined and would like to donate, would be very appreciative if you donate to those organizations. If not, you know, that's fine. But it's there in case you want to. And uh, as I say to everybody, all, all to my guests and to all our fans, be healthy, be happy, be wise, be careful, be non-judgmental in your life. Smile, but always laugh. Because laughter is the best medicine. So, bye-bye, Tim. It was a great show. I enjoyed listening to you. Can't wait to listen to your music. And uh, I hope you have a great time and a great day. Thank you so much. Tim, thank you so much for coming on. Absolutely. All right, guys. Be down. well. Be well. Bye. Bye.